Welcome back to the Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today we are talking to my friend, Miss Denise Romney. Uh, Denise is a professional network marketer, certified health coach, and a mama of five. She's built two businesses to the top rank. The last one she built to six figures in three months and did it all online. I'm super excited for you guys to get to meet her. She is the head CEO, founder, mama boss in charge of the CEO Mama Club group. And I'm excited for you guys to get to talk to her, talk to her, listen to her, and hear her story and all of the details about it. She's got some awesome things going on. So let's go talk some dream, struggle, victory with Miss Denise, shall we? All right, guys, I told you about my friend, Miss Denise Romney. She is here in the house, and I'm super excited for you guys to get to meet her and listen in with, with me to her story. Denise, thank you for being here with us today. I'm stoked about this. I'm going through your questionnaire and um, looking at all of the things that you've had going on. So let's just jump right on in. Um, so you started as a divorced single parent with no college degree and creditors knocking on your door. So yeah. let's start there. Like that seems as good a place as any to start. All right. Well, thanks, Jess. <laughs> I appreciate being here. And um, oh my gosh, I, first of all, I love the name of your podcast. I love how inspiring your stories are. And I'm like super honored just to be on here. And I hope that I can do justice and, and really just, you know, I know if I can just inspire one person that's enough, but you know, I know that this could be a, a reach for and change somebody's life. Um, we all have lots of ups and downs and peaks and valleys in our life. And sometimes if we don't realize if we just stay, you know, if we just get through the hard, we can't go over it. We can't go around it. You know, you got to go through it, but it always, it ends up making us a better person at the end, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I had always um, pictured myself as a stay at home mom. Like that was my dream. When I was little, I played house, you know, I couldn't wait to like make the cookies and the bread. And when the kids came home from school, that's what my mom did. That's what I saw. Um, and we grew up on a farm and that's what I wanted to do as well. And so that's how I always pictured it. But then of course I got married really young on purpose, started a family on purpose, was so excited because she wanted, I, it was ultimate dream, you know, so 21 years old and I have my first baby. I'm so excited. I'm just over the moon. Um, and I actually had infertility issues. I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I had to have fertility treatments just to have him. Um, and so I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm thrilled. And I don't think much of it. I, I, I don't think much of it. I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to work. It's just, it's, how most people live anyways, even though that was my dream, like it's not going to happen. Okay. No big deal. But it was right. such a big deal for me. Yeah. Like kind yeah. of changes your perspective after you have the baby. Like, yeah, I I've been talking to my oldest daughter who is pregnant currently about this because she's like, well, I don't know if I want to stay home or if I want to go back to work or just take maternity leave or whatever. And I was like, everything you think now is going to change as soon as you're holding that baby in your arms. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just never want to leave them. You're just like, no, <laughs> they're so soft and squishy, you know? Yeah. And so I, that I actually, I was, it was so hard for me, um, that I was, 
I was only supposed to have six weeks postpartum. I go to my six week appointment and my doctor's, how are you doing? And I just like break down. I'm just sobbing. I'm like, I am not ready to go back to work. He gave me four more weeks of maternity leave just for emotional health. I, there was nothing wrong with him. I know, right? I'm like, everybody wants that OBGYN. Um, and then when I went back to work, I remember that day I cried driving into work. I went down and sat in my cubicle and I put my little headset on. I did customer care. It wasn't a hard job. I didn't need to like be retrained or anything. Right. And I just remember sitting there crying for two hours oh. and just going, what in the world am I doing? Sitting in this cubicle, letting someone else raise my baby. And it was my mom. Right. But it still wasn't you though. <laughs> yeah. I raced home from work. Like I, I lived like two miles away. I raced home at break. I would nurse the baby. I would come back to work and I would just some days just sob all the way back and forth. And obviously that was probably some postpartum. It was partly there was bad marriage involved in that, that I, at the time, you know, before the baby was actually born, I didn't know the marriage was bad. Right. I didn't know there were a lot of issues there because promises were made that were not kept um, after the baby um, came to be after he was born. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody has their issues, but there were just certain issues I was not going to tolerate. Right. And so that marriage ended when he was about 18 months old. And then I really realized, like, I'm not going to be able to stay home with this baby. You know, the reality is I am going to have to probably pack my bags and move back home. Right. right. You know, work um, a full-time job and have mom and dad help or yeah. sisters help. Yep. And I do have a lot of sisters. I have three sisters, two brothers. So. <laughs> they didn't all live close by, but you know, it's, and they were busy raising their family. I'm the youngest of six. So, you know, my mom and dad are older at that point. They were ready to retire and kind of go on with their life. And uh, it was sad, you know, it was really heart wrenching. And in, in the moment, you're just so devastated and it's all you can think about. And you don't see how you're getting through it. And you don't know when it's going to get better. Of course, I have a lot of faith and hope that, I mean, I knew eventually God had something, you know, and some people aren't believers, so, but I, I do believe in God. And so I was just like, there's, there, I know it'll get better. I just have to go through the struggle. Have to hang on until you get to that point. Yeah. Hang on with everything you got. Hang on. You know, we find things <laughs> that give you your fingernails, but you're still hanging on. <laughs> right. I mean, the dirt under the nails. And it's, it's podcasts like this. And then it was books, you know, like he's 23 years old, so reading books or surrounding yourself with positive people. You know, those are all things I wanted to do. I went to therapy as well. I went to Al-Anon meetings. I went to, you know, like find people that you can surround yourself with people that'll lift you up, people that'll help you through people that have been through things before, um, because it's hard. It is hard. And we're not meant to be on an island alone by ourselves. Right. We're meant to have a little tribe. Yeah. You don't have to have a lot. You just need a few key people, yep. you know? Um, and so that was one thing that really helped me. And, and now luckily the story did go really good, really quick. Um, we were probably um, divorced for about a year, separated divorced for about a year. I was a single parent by myself for a year. And then along came Prince Charming. Um, I met and married him in 12 weeks. And we have now been married for 21 years. My goodness. 
That is yeah. a Cinderella story indeed. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it was just like, I kind of, sometimes we have to release and let go as well. I mean, I, I really, I was like, I am good to never get married again. It'll just be my, and my little kiddo. I am not going out to search for anyone. Right. If I ever get married, he's going to have to find me. Cause I was not a good choice picker. <laughs> I think many of us can relate to feeling that way at some point in time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's, there's pivotal moments in our life and, and sometimes you have big ones like this, you know, yeah. and sometimes they're little but they all shape us, they all form us, they all make us who we are. And I think a lot of times, and, and really truly when I went through this even, I'm like, there are so many people I've been able to relate and help because I went through that trial. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right, like it's really hard to be in the pit with somebody or understand if you've never been in a pit and it doesn't have to be the specific um, scenario. Right. But if we've been there, we can feel the pain, we understand, and we can get some empathy. Right. Well, and, and, and you also have knowledge and experience and love from the lessons that you learned yeah. that you can share to ease somebody else's burden as they go through that part of the pit. Yeah. 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 I love so, that. Yeah. Well, and so so that kind of brings it to the next chapter of my life with Mr. Wright, Mr. Prince Charming. Um, it, we, we really do have a great marriage. Um, and it came, uh, he's a school teacher, so he's off in the summers, and I loved that, and uh, I love spending time with him, and I, and he's such a great dad. I started, you know, financially, we were still struggling because of leftover right. debt from the divorce, uh, living on a teacher's salary, because he gave me my dream job. He said, you want to stay home? Stay home. Perfect. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have a lot of debt and baggage. He's like, it's fine. We'll take care of it. But I got into um, direct sales, network marketing, so I could help relieve some of that burden. But I started going like, he's such a great dad. He deserves to be home too. Like, I kind of feel bad for dads that they have to work full time. Maybe they, maybe they love it. Maybe right. they, but I, my husband was more than happy to want to spend more time with his family. Um, and politics got really bad at school. Yeah. And there was just a lot of changes in the government and class sizes and it was super stressful. Right. So um, for those working moms out there or people that are in sales, like the same thing happens, you know, we have to, we have to have a dream and that was our dream to bring him home, um, you know, but we have to go through the struggle. So I was actually with a direct selling company for 16 years mm -hmm. and we literally crawled our way to the top of that company. Um, we were able to replace his teacher income and in a little bit, but I couldn't get it to move after that. And then we were just like stuck for five years. Right. And I'm just like, what are we doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Am I not a good leader? Like, I think women, and, and you've, you've done a lot of work. We're so much harder on ourselves, <laughs> we aren't are. we? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because it's it's not it's not like a we don't instantly jump to like what's the economy look like? What's you know, how are the politics and everything that's going on in the world affecting people wanting or needing what I'm offering kind of thing. We don't look at that stuff first. We always instantly like you said, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something that's making people not like me and so they they don't want to work with me? Am I 
not like expressing enough value in what it is that I'm offering. Like, why aren't they getting it? What is it that I'm, we nitpick ourselves before we look at the bigger picture of all of the external things that might be affecting it. Totally agree. We're horrible at that. I think that that's just part of women nature <laughs> for a better well, term for it. And with, you know, my dyslexia and not, not having a college degree, I just thought, I guess I'm not smart enough. I can't figure out how to rise up a team. I can't figure out how to attract people to me with my social media. I, you know, um, of course, those are all lies. Yeah, those yeah. are all lies. We all have something special. We all have a gift within us and a uniqueness that is like no one else. That no one can duplicate. You could do exact same thing as 10,000 people. Won't be the same. It won't be the same. Yep. And it's okay if some people don't like your personality. Yeah. yeah. You got to attract your vibe. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, it, it has been quite a journey. And I was just really grateful to be able to, you know, find something that I thought was working. But as I, my husband and I started to climb that mountain in our company, I just realized that, and this was just like a year and a half ago. So I'm 40, like 44 when this happens, I decide I'm going to give it all up. I'm going to walk away from my network marketing business that I grew for 16 years that retired my husband and I'm starting over at zero. If it doesn't work, he's going back to work, like, <laughs> which wasn't really an option. Right. So we said, you know, we have this big dream, but, um, it was, it was the best thing I ever did. Like sometimes the scariest things, it's the hard thing. Biggest so, things. <laughs> it helps us grow in such a new way. And I, I think now that I'm older, right. And we're about the same age. You don't look at too bad. They can't all see you. <laughs> as, as we get older, we start to have better perspective. My young age said, I had to find a job. I had to do this. I had to do that. Um, or, you know, you felt like, oh my gosh, people are going to starve. Everyone's going to die. We'll lose the house. Right. Right. My new perspective, my, my more mature perspective says, I only live once. Life is really short and it goes really fast. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, you can pivot and do something else. I mean, 2020 people were pivoting like they were professional ballerinas. Yeah, yeah I, I did a pivot. I had the, the whole pandemic and then my thyroid cancer stuff and, and I had to pivot. It was either pivot or my business of all these years is now just like, like a really expensive, fun hobby. <laughs> I need to do something here. Um, so I love that she said that. And, you know, if we really think about it, I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You're selling feet pictures online. I mean, there's so many things to go out and do. Anyhow, I'll keep that to myself. I am not sure selling feet pictures online. I'm just thinking along the lines of like, my husband's always like, when's your business going to like grow big and explode so that you can be the, my trophy wife that buys me my private jet? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know when that's going to happen for you. He's like, well, what are we going to do when I retire? I was like, I don't know. You could start selling fee picks. <laughs> so that's where that comes from. <laughs> there we go. I'm like, there's a story behind that. <laughs> there is. 
Well, and you know, the, that kind of brings me to the thing that inspires me as well. Like the, imagine you have a shirt and on it, it's all capital letters. All the letters are the same. One word says dream, one says struggle, one says victory. Your dream can't be bigger than what you're willing to struggle to get the size of the victory that you want. I like it. Right? They all have to be the same size. They all have to be equally hard. So if you dream little, then the struggle's little, but the victory's little. Right, right. If you dream big, you're going to have to struggle big, but the victory's going to be big. Right. What a shift in perspective that gives you. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So go out and dream big, have the struggle, know you're going to have to go through it, yeah. that you can go through it. You are strong enough. You are worthy. You are deserving. You are capable. Stop telling the lies in your head. And you know, life is short. Right. Like you might as well be happy doing something that inspires you and lights you up, that gets you jumping out of bed, put your feet on the ground, you know, makes yeah. you want to live life out loud, go on the mountaintop and scream. Like, I can't think of any more analogies, I don't think. But right. like, like if you're not living that kind of life, why not? I mean, I think Jess, your story of thyroid cancer, like you get it. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get it before and, but I got it after. Um, and it's amazing how going through something like that with your health, I always tease and say that my give F switch has been flipped because <laughs> it used to be, I'd be like, I would be one of those moms. So oh, I can't wear my swimsuit out with the kids at the pool because I feel like I've got this role here and this here and this here and da da da. Right. Or I can't show up online in videos. I'm a photographer. I'm on this side of the camera. I don't want to be in the pictures. I don't want to be in the videos. Da, da, da. I did stuff for my family, like so that there was family history documentation showing I existed, but I didn't do that like for my business and stuff. But since the, the whole cancer stuff and getting to today, I'm like, here I am. This is me. And I wish I would have known some of this attitude that I have about it. Not that it's negative, but of not really caring um, what people think to a point when I was younger. And I think that's something else that, that as women we struggle with, I think on a, on a huge level, you know, we're so worried about like, Oh, when we walk into a networking meeting and you walk in the door, like everything has to be perfectly done. So that when people look over, everything's top notch and on point, right? Nobody cares. They're not looking over and going like, Oh, who's that that just walked in? Like, they don't care. They're all in their own little bubbles, worried about their own stuff. So yeah, I, I get it. Well, and you know, I, can I share one other piece that I learned in, over my years with all of this? Um, Cause I know you keep this kind of short so people can listen. I know everybody's busy, mom, life, business, all that. And that is that the way I got over people worrying about what, oh, I'm sorry, how I got over worrying about what people are thinking about me is I stopped judging them. Ooh, that's a good one. I realized I was judging people. So then that's why I was worried about them judging me. And instead I flipped my script and I said, good for her. So I right. see a post and I feel that jealousy a little bit or the, oh, she, uh, whatever. She got lucky or, right. you know, she must know someone. Her husband's a doctor. That's how she did that. Whatever. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. Good for her. I love that. She put in the work. She showed up. Yeah. She went through some 
Yeah, nobody knows all of the stuff she went through. (laughs) That's right. I mean, a lot of times, I think we're trying to be more transparent on social to let people know what we've gone through so they know that the victory, like they can see the struggle so they can see the victory so they can go, okay, I can be inspired by that. But yeah, if you will celebrate instead of criticizing or, you know, judging or whatever, oh my gosh, your life will change. That's amazing. I think that both of those things need to be on shirts. The dream struggle victory and do the good for her (laughs) her. that would be good (laughs) celebrate instead of criticize yeah Yeah. I love that I love that I am learning so much already okay so I totally sidetracked us and squirreled us um so you walked away from the business that you did of 16 years and you were like okay we're just going to jump in and go for it so what did you jump in and go for and do and and tell us about that part. All right. So what I found was a lot of women, um, that joined me in network marketing, they really struggled with recruiting. Okay. In network marketing, you have to build a team. People can sell products pretty much all day long. They have parties. They can do the things they can sell stuff, right. you know, halfway decent, you know, even just give a little effort. You can usually sell something. Right. Um, especially if it's something people already heard about, you know, True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's when the recruiting, and that's where the money happens in network marketing is recruiting. Building a large team is where it happens because you cannot even make the top commissions without building a whole team. It doesn't. Anyways. Right. And so I walked away from that and I do, I'm now um, doing something called social retail. Social retail allows women to sell products um, that are health, uh, everyday essentials, clean, green products. Um, but there's no team building required. they make top commission, but they don't have to sell. The company provides the post and stuff. It's almost like they hired me, but I'm still an independent contractor. Okay. Right. So I still, I bring some skills, but they had everything in place. They had systems and programs and technology and codes to share. So think like um, on Instagram, you see all the people and they're like, click my link or use my code. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. So this is people, I give them the code. Okay. I'm giving people the code to use. Their friends get a discount and they get paid commissions for it. Anyway, so social retail, I walked away um, from my old business, started doing that. And with, I, I have to be careful what I say about money. <laughs> there's, there's, there's regulations, but right. uh, I, I think I can safely say I, I replaced my income that took me 16 years to build the first month. That is outrageously awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it was beautiful just to be able to, it, it has really lifted a financial burden from yeah. our shoulders um, and, and given me peace. And I know without a fact, now I don't have to build a team, but I do. Right. I train other women to do social retail. Uh, I have a program behind it and mentorship and stuff like that. I train women to do it because I want to help them make significant income because and it all comes down to your why. All this dream, victory, struggle stuff, unless you have a why in your heart, you're not going to you're not going to do anything, right? right. That, that thing that gets you out of bed and on your feet and running. Right. And mine is going back to that core memory of me sitting in that cubicle crying and leaving my baby. And mm-hmm. that motivates me every day because I want to be able to help other women have their own dream to go after it, to, to dr- go big, right? Not have to leave their babies if they don't. And not have to leave their babies. And so that's what motivates me every day. That's why I was brave and courageous. It was, oh, I was crying when I left. It was so scary Um, to leave that other and start over because I knew I could serve more women. 
right. with this program because it took all of the hard out and gave me all the systems to duplicate. So I love that. And just to recap that, yeah, you spent 16 years building your business. And at the end of those 16 years, you were at a point where you could retire your husband who was on a teacher's salary and have just a little bit left over to live comfortably, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And when you walked away from that to do what you're doing now, you replaced that within a month and you've been doing it for a year now. So um, you have regulations, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I bet that you're pretty, you're in a pretty spot after a year, if that's where you were already sitting at, at a month. So I think that that's amazing. And I think it would be fair to say that I can teach women how to make six figures a year on social media. Okay. And you are walking proof of that. You're you're not on here and saying, oh, hey, I can do this. Like you have been there, done that, got the t-shirt and making the moolah. (laughs) Well, and, and a lot of women that were struggling and traditional network marketing that have seen me on social media or whatever and have joined me. Um, I have taught them the system as well and they have been able to replace or double or triple or quadruple what they were making before. And you know, everyone's gonna be different. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and it really comes down to the relationships maybe you already had. You know, if you come in and you have 200 Facebook friends or 200 uh, Instagram, that's fine. If you have really close relationships and those people trust you, you can still do amazing. If you had 50 million followers, but you have no relationship with them, like, there's no engagement, no relationship. You're, you're not going to do, do any better more. than the person with 200. Right. Right. But I think that's, what's nice about social retail too, um, is that I don't, there, it's, it's still relationship built. Right. Um, and all social media is, it yeah. doesn't matter if it's photography. Right. Yeah. Or a program right? Or course, or about those connections and collaborations. Yeah. 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 And that's what makes social media so beautiful. I I just read an article today, 85% of people buy from social media at least once a month. I believe that. I believe that there has been an uptake in social media shopping, especially since like Instagram and all the different platforms are letting you actually shop for products and services there. Yeah. I love that. Um, you said something that I was going to ask you about. Oh, I was going to say that it also depends on how big your dream is, right? Your dream, your yeah. struggle, your victory. Like if you're dreaming small, you're going to hit those things. But if you're dreaming big, it's all about the effort that you put into it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that, like that stuff's going to stick with me. Oh, yay. <laughs> so even if the one person that gets inspired from this is me, you have done a good job. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm sure though, I, I've got at least five regular listeners. <laughs> That's about to be 500. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I am sure that we're going to find some other people that are inspired by this, Denise, for sure. Um, what would be... Um, Okay, so all of this, and you're going to have to come back for a part two where we talk more about like the health journey stuff, because from what you messaged me, I was like, yes, like you have the perfect story for all of this. And I know that today we're kind of going shifting into the business aspect of it. So I would love for you to come back so we can talk more of the, the, um, the personal stuff if you are up for it. Oh, absolutely. And, and what I hope everybody really gets out of the story and I get off on tangents because I get excited about what I do, but 
it really is about the dream, the struggle, and the victory. You know, seeing it through, going through the hard times, becoming the bigger, better person, because we all are continuously learning, right? Um, and, and investing in ourselves and changing ourselves is the only way that we can change our lives. When I was in the bad marriage, it was investing in, in counseling and personal growth, right? And, and, and learning and then implementing it. Yes. Yeah. Same happens when I changed my job, right? I had to invest in myself. I had to believe in myself. <laughs> I had learned what wasn't working and I was willing to be hard on myself and evaluate and be like, it's not working. I had to be truthful with myself in both cases and then improve myself, learn it, improve, teach it. And so now I'm back here teaching, right? And that, and there are gonna be more trials and struggles and and then that's fine. And the bigger I dream, I know there'll be more and I'm gonna crush right through them. I hope you do too. Yes, I, I am full and so inspired by this. I love this. And I love that you bring up the whole implement part because I think that there's so many of us and I don't know if it's just the women, I don't know if men do it, but a lot of the ladies that I know, we are constantly like, oh, I'm buying this course or I'm buying this nutrition plan or I'm buying this social media calendar stuff or I'm doing this X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, so you go and you learn it and you do it, but like, are you really implementing it? Are you putting it into action? Like that is always the key thing. Um, With that in mind, what is some advice that you would give to mamas that are trying to keep their focus on family while building a business? Because sometimes that balance is hard to find. Well, especially summer. Um, Probably if you want all of my ideas and stuff, I would pop over into my Facebook group. It's the CEO Mama Facebook group. Um, and I have a whole module on different ideas for that, Nice. but first is I call it time blocking, right? So, and time blocking essentially means, and we just did it the other day. We're like, okay, uh, I don't know what it's like in your area, but at our library, especially I have like smaller kids, we have a cultural pass and okay. And it, it, it gets you into all these things around your, your town for free. Oh, nice. To help you teach your like museums and and exhibits and all kinds of really cool stuff. And so we always take a look at that and we schedule things in. We schedule like two or three things a week that the kids can go have fun with. And we're going to go with them and make, make memories because you do this so you can be home, so you can work with them, so you can play with them, make memories. You can enjoy Um, your life together with your life. Enjoy your life. So (laughs) like just time block so that you can put the work in. Because your dreams aren't that your kids' dreams are worth it. And so time blocking is the, is the easiest I can explain. Um, you know, like my son plays football. So at eight o'clock in the morning, I drive him up to football practice. Doesn't end until 1130. Instead of coming home and getting distracted and stuff, I go for my walk. I do my self-development. I get my car. I do some other, I do some social media stuff. I get three, three and a half hours of work done. Okay. while you're waiting for him to get done with practice yeah. and I saved my that's 20 time. miles of gas yeah. right no <laughs> that's like working quiet. smarter not harder like in a nutshell <laughs> right and I can come home I can have lunch with the other kids I have five kids I don't even know if I said that but uh we have five there's only three <laughs> at home still but um and then we come home the little kids I might work a little bit more we'll all go somewhere you know two three times a week 
um, I'm blessed that my husband is home and he, you know, took him fishing today and I kept working, but I can easily like make time for work, make time for play, make time for yourself, which is probably the harder one, but, um, time blocking, don't beat yourself up. I set timers all the time. Like I'm like 20 minutes, 20 minutes of one task, get it done. I'm going to go love on my followers on Instagram. You know, like it doesn't matter if you only have 200 followers, if you're growing an online business, treat it like you have 2 million, like keep showing up and keep loving on them. Like build those relationships and you can do that in 20 minutes here and there. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's important to grow your community. And you have to remember if they're following you, it's because they already love you. They love you, your product, your service, whatever it is that like they're there for a reason because they love you for something. So I love that. Okay. Um, so excuse me as we get ready to wrap up, because I want to be mindful even more so now that I know that you do time blocking. Cause I'm like, I don't know how much time you blocked out for me here. (laughs) I want to be respectful and and not keep you um, from getting to your other stuff. But um, I am going to put your Facebook group and your um, social media connections, um, your links and stuff into the information for this. So they will be there uh, for those that are listening in to be able to connect and go and join in. I, for one, am definitely going to go check out your Facebook group and join in. So I'd love to have you in there hanging out um, as your last piece of advice. Um, what would be a shift that, that you have made to help you make such big decisions, but that you could recommend for others who are maybe struggling at this point of like, maybe they don't want to leave the kids anymore. Maybe everything in the world is so scary that they're like, okay, I need to do something else. I need to pivot. Or, um, I just, I want to be home with my babies more than I am even more so now kind of thing because of how everything in the world is going what would be a shift that you would recommend to them to help them with these decisions that one's in depth too okay I have a module also in the CEO mama club okay (laughs) about picking out like if you're specifically looking for a home-based business questions to ask okay you're wanting to do something online there's some modules there specifically like questions to ask, red flags to look for. Like, I don't care if people don't work with me. I'm happy to teach anybody. I just want you to do what's right and what gets you excited in life. Um, But for me, I kind of go with search, ponder, and prayer. Like I, I search it out. I ask questions. I mean, like, um, I won't go super specific because of time, but uh, so search it out ponder and think about it. Ask some um, friends that are doing what you want to do or something specific. If you're wanting into photography, don't go ask the plumber. Right. Right. (laughs) And vice versa. (laughs) Okay. Right. Well, and if you don't know somebody, maybe you could find somebody like in your local area that you could call and just be like, Hey, I'm doing some research. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah kind of thing so search ponder and then just pray about it for me that that is a big thing in my life and that's what helped me make this uh biggest decision uh, you know just a little over a year ago and um that yeah it's amazing how when you can be in tune i i am not um 
I am not actively in my past religion, but I still utilize that concept or that not concept, that protocol, I guess you would. If I, I'm going to do my part, I'm going to research it. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ask questions about it. And then I'm going to pray about it. And then I'm going to keep praying about it. And then when I feel like I've been told something, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to pray about this just like one more time, just to confirm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't want to do the whole, I don't want to be the one in the, the lifeboat. Right. Have you heard the story of the guy on the house and God sends him the lifeboats by and he's yes, like, yes, yes. I don't want to do that, but I just want to confirm that I'm getting the right message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, like I remember when I was, and I, and you don't have to go to church to be a religious person in prayer. You can meditate or whatever you want to call it. Um, but like, even when I was getting ready to get divorced and stuff, it didn't feel right because marriage isn't supposed to end. Right. And I kept praying, should I, should I, the answer was always yes, yes. And then as soon as I got off my knees, I was confused again. And so I had to change my prayer and say, give me the strength to do what I think you're telling me to do. And if it's not right, then, you know, we'll redirect. In the case of my business, um, it was a big decision to, to move. And I did all this stuff. And I talked to my husband. We watched videos, talked to people, you know, mapped it out, talked, you know, all the things. And I, and in this case, I prayed and I said, if, if this is not meant to be, then I need you to help me stop thinking about it. So I'm not distracted. I need you to take it from me and have me. And so um, that morning at 2 a.m., I woke up every morning at 2 a.m. until I made the change. And I never have a problem sleeping, so that's significant to me. And so I think you'll know, and, and you know, impressions inside the spirit, whatever you want to call it, is different for everyone, but right. I think you'll know. And sometimes I found, the other lesson I think I learned through all this, oh my gosh, I hope everybody's hanging with us, guys, yeah. is that... <laughs> Sometimes I was scared. I was scared to quit that job. I was scared to be a single mom. I was scared. All those things are very scary. But I found that sometimes fear isn't a bad thing. It's to push you through to get you to the other side where the good is, where the victory is. Right. I think that's where it's important that the people that you surround yourself with are positive and supportive and loving to help you do that yeah. versus feeding into that fear and making it worse. I feel yeah. so much of your talk, your talk, your share, your story in my soul. I'm like, yes, I remember when I was getting divorced and I had similar, similar things. Like I, yeah, you have to come back <laughs> so we can talk well, more. Like, oh, you have of I have a new story. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got a Facebook message that's got a list of stories you can share. That's at least three more episodes. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd be happy to come back. You just let me know when you need me. And I am excited about being on Clubhouse and figuring that all out with you. I want to be really on I I I don't know anything about Clubhouse. I'm excited to explore that. So yeah, most definitely. I, I would love to have you on there. We will talk a little bit more about that when we're done here. But for those that are listening, thank you guys for hanging with us. Denise, thank you for sharing so much today. And you guys, please do check out her at the episode details. Um, you should see them somewhere down towards the bottom. Go connect with her. There will be her Instagram, her Facebook link, and I believe a website link. Nope, Facebook and Instagram. 
I do have a um, website and the too. Link, okay. And then the link to the, the Facebook group specifically, the CEO Mama Club. Go connect, go ask questions, go check out the modules because I'm definitely going to be going in there and looking through and checking out all the goodies because I, I love it. I love it. I think that it's so important to hear people's stories and hear where they're coming from and that that's like the first thing that draws you in to the experience of them kind of thing. And I'm loving it. So thank you for being here with us. Uh, thank you for letting <laughs> me share my story. And I hope that uh, your listeners are inspired. No problem. I'm sure that they are. I know I am. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening in. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.